What's happening, everybody? On today's show, Alabama and LSU have their spring games this weekend. We will catch up with Luke Robinson, host of Locked On Bama, to discuss Jalen Milrow versus Ty Simpson. Locked On SEC starts right now. Our Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Chris Gordy, and thank you for making us your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. And shout out to our, fir- our uh, everydayers out there. Uh, if you're a first-timer, hope you become an everydayer right here on Locked On SEC. All right, plenty to discuss. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. We mentioned LSU and Alabama, the last two schools to have their spring games in the SEC happened in this Saturday. So we'll start with Nick Saban and Bama. Nick Saban talking with reporters Thursday evening about this uh, game and this weekend and practice and was asked about his confidence level with his current quarterbacks. Nick Saban said, we have confidence in the guys we have currently in the program. They've had very, very good moments where they've shown some consistency, ability to make plays. And there's been obvious situations where we still have plenty of work to do. Obviously, all eyes will be on Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson. We're going to break that down in just a few minutes with our buddy Luke Robinson from Locked On Bama. Nick Saban also gave some high praise to true freshman Caleb Downs. He said uh, Downs has done great, has lots of maturity for a young guy. He's smart, understands football, had a really good spring, and really added a lot to the secondary with the way he has played. A lot of people expect Caleb Downs to come in and be a day one starter at safety, so uh, expect big things out of him. Now, as for the rest of the secondary, Saban said Kool-Aid McKinstry and Terry and Arnold, they have had really good springs, but he said Bama's got a long way to go at cornerback. He said uh, he has guys who have the ability to do it, but they have not shown the necessary consistency yet, so that is a spot to watch. Of course, this is a secondary that loses Brian Branch, uh, Eli Ricks, so... Got some guys that need to step up. Saban went on to ask if there was any pressure on the eight-day spring game on Saturday. Saban joked, well, I don't think we can lose the game. Uh, He went on to say, it doesn't matter what team, first team, second team you're on. Can you play winning football? We need guys who can play winning football. So a lot of stuff there from Nick Saban. Excited to watch Alabama's eight-day game this Saturday, particularly with the quarterbacks. Meanwhile, over at LSU, Brian Kelly talked with the media on Thursday ahead of LSU's spring game. He said he's been very impressed with his quarterback, Jaden Daniels, so far this offseason. He said that uh, Daniels has bulked up to over 210 pounds this offseason. said he's been a veteran presence. Uh, said he's thicker, stronger. He said this is about a veteran presence now and not acclimating to a new program like he was a year ago. Now, uh... Daniels, of course, had a fantastic season last year, uh, was a great rusher for LSU. But uh, if he could take his game to the next level and improve even more as a passer, it's going to make LSU that much more dangerous. Now, behind him is backup quarterback Garrett Nussmeyer. Brian Kelly addressed him. He said, look, he's been really great this spring. He's gotten a lot of work. I think all you can do is make sure that when you're given the opportunity, it's fair. We couldn't give him a fair chance if he was running with an offensive line and hit three guys that we moved from other positions. So we had to get him a lot of work with the feast 
first team, and he excelled there. Uh, but he said, we have two really, really good quarterbacks. Now, I caught Brian Kelly on Paul Feinbaum on Thursday, and he said, we have two starters in Nussmeyer and Jaden Daniels. So, going to be interesting to see, will both guys play this year? Or will they just stick with Jaden Daniels, Nussmeyer, be the true backup? That will be an interesting thing to watch. All right. Uh, we've got some transfer portal news over at Ole Miss. Defensive back Braxton Myers is reportedly leaving Oxford. He was a blue-chip defensive back out of the state of Texas, was selected to the All-American Bowl High School All-Star Game, signed as part of Ole Miss's uh, 2023 class. He early enrolled for the spring, but now he is hitting the transfer portal already, asking for his release from Ole Miss. was rated a four-star Number 17 safety in the country was originally committed to USC, but flipped to Ole Miss back in September. Six foot one, 190 pound freshman corner. Uh, Auburn, LSU, Arkansas were some of the other schools who were finalists on this list. So we'll see where Braxton Myers ends up going. Over at Mississippi State, wide receiver Caden Pope, a redshirt freshman, he's announced his decision to enter the portal. He had three catches for 23 yards last year. Tennessee native was rated the number one, 21 player out of the state of Tennessee a year ago, the number 89 wide receiver. So we'll see where he ends up. Over at Texas A&M, former Jackson State linebacker Juriente Davis is transferring to A&M. Six foot one, 225 pounds. Had a nice 2023 season at Jackson State. Played in all 13 games. Finished third on the team with 58 tackles and recorded seven and a half tackles for a loss. He uh, entered the portal back in March. Kentucky hosted him on a visit in April. Also had an offer from Louisville. So we will see what uh, Geriente Davis brings to Texas A&M. Uh, five transfers so far A&M has brought in in this class. Josh DeBerry, the cornerback from Boston College. Sam McCall, the DB from Florida State. Tony Grimes. DB from North Carolina, all on the defensive side of the ball. In hoops news, Hunter Dickinson um, met with Kentucky head coach John Calipari at an airport in Michigan for several hours earlier this week to talk about possibly coming to play at Kentucky. Uh, Dickinson's decision, uh, uh, or that decision led to Dickinson deciding to take a visit to Kentucky next week. He was an All-American at Michigan. There's been a lot of interest there with Kentucky. But a lot depends on what has, happens with Oscar Shibway. Dickinson appeared on the Round Ball podcast a few days ago, and uh, he said, you know, basically one way or another, uh, Calipari flew up Tuesday, met at the private airport, and uh, used the phrase contingent uh, as pertaining to his decision on whether or not he's going to go to Kentucky. He even said, quote, we talked about the situation occurring uh, hinting at Oscar Shibway declaring for the draft, but keeping the door open to come back possibly. So it'll be interesting to watch that one, but it's kind of understood. He's a big man. Look, Shibway goes, he'll go to Kentucky, replace him. If Shibway comes back to Kentucky, well, Hunter Dickinson's probably not going to go there. So we'll keep an eye on that one. There you have it. That's the latest news going on around the conference. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Luke Robinson of Locked on Bama. We're going to talk Jalen Milrow. We're going to talk Ty Simpson. Who's got the upper hand? How focused should we be on the Bama A-Day spring game this Saturday? We'll talk all about it next. Uh, but first, I want to remind you guys this episode is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Look, something is so exciting is happening at Built.com this Saturday, April 22nd. We don't have all the details yet, but the excitement is real. 
and building, and it's something you do not want to miss. If you know how Built works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world. They do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors in limited quantities. So mark your calendars. Head to Built.com this Saturday, uh, April 22nd. Be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. We can't wait to see what the new flavor is. Obviously, they got some tremendous ones out there. But make sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON15. If you find anything you like at the website, you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15. Get 15% off your order at Built.com. Hey, also want to remind you guys, Locked On's NFL Mock Draft Special is here. It's bigger and better than ever. Follow along all 32 teams' first pick in a six-episode Ultimate Mock Draft experience. Only Locked On can, can deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked On NFL Draft, on YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Rolling along here on Locked On SEC, and we're counting down the days to both spring games happening this Saturday. The last two of the SEC, it's LSU and Alabama. But, man, all eyes are going to be on Tuscaloosa as their quarterback battle continues to play out. Ty Simpson versus Jalen Milrow. So joining us now to talk all about it is our buddy Luke Robinson, host of Locked On Bama. Luke, welcome in, man. And what, a, uh, what a fun week this is for uh, Alabama football fans. Yeah, I really do love uh, the spring game. I do. Uh, that being said, it always disappoints, doesn't it? I mean, the, the spring game for everybody just about is, is much ado about nothing, but it's any kind of football we can sink our teeth into. And uh, so I'm always looking forward to it, and I plan on attending. Well, let's let's jump, in, jump into it, man. Um, you know, and, and look, let me just say this as a disclaimer. I mean, for the most part, spring games don't mean a hill of beans. I mean, you know, there's somebody who's, who has a big day at a spring game, and then when the season comes around, they don't do much of anything. Go back to two years ago, Ajay Hall goes off in the, in the spring game. We're like, oh, my God. And then we don't see much out of him in the regular season. Um, you know, last spring game, I was I was wowed by Kobe Prentice. I was like, oh, man, this guy's going to have a big year. And he was like fifth, sixth in receiving yards. Like, he was okay, but it wasn't, oh, my God, this is the next, uh, you know, whoever. So, uh I say all that to say we shouldn't take overwhelming sweeping uh, takeaways from what we see from the quarterbacks this weekend. But, Luke, it's hard not to because this is the first time in a long time, you know, we knew it was Tua. We knew it was Mac Jones. We knew it was Bryce Young. We've we've known who the Alabama quarterback was going to be throughout much of these years. This is the first time in a long time, Luke, I can remember, where there's a big question mark and it's a big battle. And so how do we not take sweeping over generalizations of what we see this Saturday? And to top it all off, there's a rumor circulating all over the place that uh, Tyler Van Dyke is being courted by Alabama or is courting Alabama, however you want to look at it, from the University of Miami. And look, I don't know that there's any validity to that. I, I don't know. I don't even know if it'd be a good move. I, I, there's so much to not know that the quarterback situation becomes even that more intriguing. And you know, these two quarterbacks aren't quite as different as a lot of people think. They're both very good athletes. Of course, Jalen Milrow is like in a different category. But Ty Simpson's a very good athlete, too. He can run. He, he's uh, he's fast enough. And um, he does some – he's a better passer, I think, than Milrow. Um, but, you know, I've, I've been on the Ty Simpson train in the sense that he's the devil I don't know. And um, I've been looking at it like, look, I've seen Jalen Milrow start. I like Jalen Milrow a lot. If he's our starter, I'm, I'm all on the Jalen Milrow train. But just for, in terms of a prediction, I've been on the Ty, Ty Simpson bandwagon. Well, after this last scrimmage and after, you know, these couple of weeks of practice, I'm, I'm at best 50-50. <laughs> so while I said at the very beginning that spring games 
typically don't mean a lot. Just you mentioned Ajay Hall. I think Chris Black had a big spring one time. You know, we've had a lot of guys. Shoot, uh, Chaquez Robinson had an interception in the scrimmage the other day before the spring game. He's already in the transfer court. Right. I mean, you don't you, you don't. <laughs> so, um, but I, I'm I'm gonna learn I'm gonna learn more from this spring game than I normally do. At least I'm gonna lean more into this spring game than I normally do. That's not fair to either one of these guys, but. Look, there's only one quarterback on the field at a time, and you got to pick one. So I'm sort of using this as like the the game to determine who I really think will be the quarterback. Because right now I, I'm right at fifty fifty at who's it going to be. Well, let's let's get into a little bit more. Uh, let's start with Milrow because he's the guy we've seen the most. You know, when when Bryce Young goes down against Arkansas last year, he's thrust into the spot and. You know, I remember coming away from that game, Luke, going, man, Jalen Miller looked really good. Like, there's some really good things there. And then I was reminded, somebody said, yeah, go look at his passing numbers in the second half. I want to say it was like one for four. It was all running. It was all the running like, ability that we saw, and uh, and Jameer Gibbs was outstanding and all that. Uh, against AM, we saw him throw it a little bit more. We still saw the running ability, but we also saw the turnovers. And so we saw some good mixed with the bag. But uh, overall, where are you on, on what we saw from Jalen Miller last year? I, I, that's why I've been on the Ty Simpson train again, um, because I feel like I saw the turnovers. I saw the deep balls that, that weren't, they just weren't accurate. They weren't that good. Um, Jermaine Burton was wide open for a deep pass against Arkansas. He was woefully underthrown and to, and to the left. And those kind of things concern me. Now he's got a big enough arm to make these things happen. And look, Here's the other thing. Probably the most viral video that's come out of the spring has been Jalen Milrow dropping an absolute dime like a loaf of bread from the second floor into the waiting hands of Ja'Cory Brooks over Kool-Aid McKinstry. I mean, those are two guys that could be vying for All-American spots, right? And they're they're going head-to-head, and Jalen Milrow just puts it the only place Brooks can get it, and he scores a touchdown, and it goes viral. And everybody's like, who threw that pass? <laughs> and everybody assumed at first, I think it was Ty Simpson, it was Jalen Milrow. And the thing that worried me about that was, okay, people are going to think he does this all the time now, and the first time they see him in A-Day, and he you know, short arms one, people are going to go, what, what's happening? What's going on? And frankly, I think that was the outlier. That, that beautiful pass was kind of the outlier. And – I don't want it to be. I, w- I would love for Jalen Milrow to be the quarterback because there's a lot of great stories here. Number one, he's just – I mean, he's the the closest thing probably athletically to Cam Newton since Cam Newton. I mean, it, it, I don't think I'm very far off in terms of – you know, Lamar Jackson was different. He wasn't built like Cam Newton's built. I mean, this J- – Jalen Milrow's built like a linebacker. Um and then he was committed to Texas. He's from Texas. He decommitted to Texas to go to Alabama. And guess who Alabama plays in week two? Texas. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Um, and I, I just I just really like the story. But I'm, I, I was not convinced that he can be the guy because of what I saw last year. And then what I also – it wasn't just what I saw in A&M and what I saw against Arkansas. Other games in mop-up duty where passes were just – they just weren't good. I mean, and granted, it's mop-up duty, so you're playing with second – I mean, excuse me, third and fourth and fifth teamers or whatever. But you're also playing against some of those guys, and they still weren't very good. So I, I, I was worried. Um, but then some of the reports out of practice ha- have said, you know, Ty Simpson, he, he hadn't taken the mantle. He hadn't taken this thing over. And uh, maybe that's the smart play. Maybe it's the smart play for the coaches to be like, hey, we're this thing's up for grabs because, you know, in this day and age – the moment you say, 
Well, it's about a 49.9 to 50.1 uh, race that the the 49.9 guys in the transfer portal, you know, <laughs> so maybe it's safe to say, hey, neither one of these guys has taken over. But I, from what little I've heard about folks who have been to practice from folks who've been to practice, um, both of them have, have left some things to be desired. Both of them have shown promise. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to you know, rain on anybody's Alabama quarterback parade here. I think they, they will be fine. I don't want them to go in the transfer portal. If they do, I'm behind Nick Saban. I don't want them to because I like these two guys because I follow recruiting uh, feverishly. I think both of them are good. I think both of them can be good. I think both of them just have some improvement to make. Continue our conversation with Luke Robinson ahead of Alabama's uh, A-Day spring game happening this Saturday. And, uh, Luke, we've talked a little bit about uh, the appeal or, or the non-appeal of uh, of one guy. Let's talk about the other guy. Let's talk about Ty Simpson. Um, you know, a few weeks ago I had uh, one of the old Notre Dame quarterbacks on the show, and he talked about Tommy Reese, and he said based on what he saw on the roster at that time, he said it looks like Ty Simpson is going to fit more what – Tommy Reese wants to run. So we'll talk a little bit about the pros and cons of, of Ty Simpson and how do you see, you know, which quarterback in your mind suits more what Tommy Reese wants to do? Well, I'd have to defer to the former Notre Dame quarterback, right? I mean, if he thinks it's Ty Simpson, I guess I will too. But my initial gut reaction would have been as Jalen Milrow because I think the whole reason Tommy Reese was brought into this thing was so Alabama could be a little bit more physical, be a little more downhill, after years and years, well, I say years and years, I mean, years and years for us, uh, you know, four to five years of slinging it all over the yard, I think Nick Saban wants to get back to his roots. And that screams Jalen Milrow to me uh, because he is so physical and so big and so hard to bring down and so fast and just athletic. But uh, Ty Simpson, I love what I've seen out of him from his high school film, his high school days. Uh, I love, I love his leadership ability. I love that uh, his dad's a coach. I, I just I, I love a lot of things about him. And um, that's the part of the allure of Ty Simpson is we haven't seen him in a game. So we don't really know uh, what his mistakes are yet. You know, I, I equate it to the way NBA drafts players now. You know, they draft guys um, who one year out of college, they turn pro, they average eight points and three rebounds a game. And you're like, why on earth are you picking him in the lottery? Well, because they don't know they don't know what all his faults are yet. They, they don't know what to pick apart. Uh, they just know that he's big with a big wingspan and can jump out of the gym. They don't know if he can shoot yet. They don't know if, if he's got a, you know, if he's mature yet. They don't know if he's really going to catch on basketball-wise, if that eight points and three rebounds is his ceiling. But they're willing to take a gamble. And that's kind of what I've been on Ty Simpson is – I've seen the faults of Jalen Milrow, and that's very unfair to Jalen Milrow, by the way, for me to do that. It used to be the other way, that everybody um, always relented to experience. They always said, okay, uh, yeah, he might have messed up a little bit, but he's been in a big game. You know, Jalen Milrow played – I know it, Texas A&M didn't turn out to be what everybody thought they'd be, but at the beginning of the year, everybody thought A&M and Alabama was going to be the game, Right. And Jalen Milrow started in that game. It was a nighttime CBS game. They only do one of those a year. And Jalen Milrow was the starter. So he's been under the limelight. He was thrust into action against Arkansas. Now, when he got put in the game, I think he was 28-0 Alabama or thereabouts. So it wasn't like – or maybe 28-7, something like that. So it wasn't like 
he it was zero zero and he was on the road. But he was on the road and had to keep the lead. Alabama made a bunch of mistakes, and Arkansas almost came all the way back. He was able to seal the deal, so give him credit for that. And Alabama did beat A&M. We need to give him credit for that. But I think people, and, and me too, we just remember the fumbles, carrying the ball um, like uh, like it didn't matter to him. You know, he just had it just palming it almost at the end of the ball and sort of just slinging it around instead of tucking it securely the, and, and making some bad throws, having some interceptions. You know, people remember those things. So, Luke, as we uh, get into it, uh, as we wrap things up, one, um, you say it's 50-50. Go on record. Make your prediction right now here at the end of April who you think is going to be the guy the uh, first week of September next year. And, two, what do you guys have coming up on uh, Locked on Bama? Because I know you're all you're going to be all over this spring game breaking it down for the next week. Yeah, looking forward to it. Jimmy's going to be at 8 day. I'm going to be at 8 day with my six-year-old. I can't wait. She's excited. So, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um I guess I'll stick with Ty Simpson because I don't want to be uh, wishy-washy on this thing. I've been, <laughs> again, very Ty Simpson uh, since the beginning of uh, of the year. Ever since Bry- the moment Bryce decided to declare, I was like, I- I'm I'm on the Ty Simpson bandwagon. I, I really, if if I weren't so uh, entrenched in being, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to stick with what I said, I would go Jalen Milrow, but. Boy, I'm telling you, and then this Tyler Van Dyke thing comes out of nowhere, and you're like, what in the heck happened? Uh, so I think my prediction is worth exactly what you all are paying for it. But I'm still going to I'm gonna stick with Ty Simpson ultimately being the guy. It wouldn't shock me if both of them sort of split time in that first game, and then Ty Simpson maybe takes over for good against Texas. Or Jalen Milrow does. I mean, one of those two. But I, I'm going to lean Ty Simpson at, with zero confidence. Uh, meanwhile, what's going on at Locked On Bama? We just cut a podcast talking about the Tyler Van Dyke situation, talking about what effect that would have on these two quarterbacks if Alabama were to go in the portal. And again, this is all rumor, but w- whenever there's a rumor involving Nick Saban's Alabama, it's a big deal and you got to talk about it. And look, this sets up great for you guys because look, think of the scenarios. If one quarterback looks great and the other doesn't, you could talk about that. If both quarterbacks yep. look great, hey, great problem to have. One of them's going to be a starter. But the best part, if both quarterbacks go out there Saturday and look bad, oh, man, you've got months and months and months to talk about what do we do at quarterback. So either way, this is a win-win-win for uh, Locked on Bama. You know, and that, that's the thing. I mean, we, look, a lot of people give Alabama fans heck, and I get it. I mean, we have a uh, – an arrogance about us sometimes that can that can be a little off-putting. Okay, I'm going to put it mildly. Uh, at the same time, though, man, I love our fans because they are so engaging. I mean, they, uh, the fans that that I engage with our program, they comment, they talk to us, they send me emails, they send me texts because uh, we've been very open about communication, and um, they just they tell us when we're wrong, they tell us when we're right, and I appreciate all of it. And look, if Alabama does have a quarterback situation, I mean, I think the the best thing for podcast business is both quarterbacks stink it up. The best thing for me personally is both quarterbacks kick butt Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I, and I would rather uh, win personally than win on the business side in this one. <laughs> Luke, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you, man. Thanks so much for your time.
Appreciate you, Chris. Thank you, bud. All right, that's Luke Robinson there of Locked On Bama. He and uh, Jimmy Stein do a fantastic job. Thank you guys so much for uh, making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. And uh, remember to uh, tune in next week on Monday. We're going to be recapping everything of what we see in Alabama and LSU spring games. So that's coming on Monday. Shout out to our everydayers. Also checking us out every day right here on Locked On SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. You guys have an awesome weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday to recap everything that happens this weekend in the SEC.